to another episode of Arcana Archives, a deep dive into nerdum. I'm your co-host, Chelsea, and my fun fact this week is I do not have a favorite monster movie. And with me today is Rogan. Rogan? Hi, I'm Rogan, other co-host of Arcana Archives. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my favorite movie monster, I guess, is more of a metaphorical or moral movie monster and that is joe pesci's character from home alone one and two that's not a godzilla movie <laughs> why does he want why does he want to kill that kid so bad i guess he's how does the he real survive monster. all that damage oh my goodness maybe my favorite movie monster is david bowie from labyrinth anyway <laughs> and if you're wondering why our fun facts are about movie monsters today is because we have a super extra special guest on our podcast today natalie and she's gonna tell us about Godzilla! I'm very excited. Yay. My fun fact is that I haven't even... Yeah, okay. Somebody watching this who, like, really loves Godzilla is gonna be like, what? But I haven't even seen the original Godzilla movie yet. <laughs> yeah, questionable, right? So that's the kind of B-list celebrity you guys got on the show today. So yes, that's my I'm fun so... fact. I was so excited. You've been sending me, like, Godzilla memes, like, all week, no, and I have stop. no context. I'm so excited to learn. <laughs> I know. I'm, like, so excited to talk about Godzilla, but I don't know how to start. So, like, do you guys want me to, like, talk a little bit about, like, how the original movie, which I've never seen before, kind of, kind of like, came to be? Or do you guys, like, have any questions or anything, like, right off the bat? I don't I, know anything about Home Alone either. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> you're going to ask me about that. I don't know about the monsters no. <laughs> in that movie. So. I know nothing about Godzilla and would love to have your original context about how you know nothing about the original movie and how you got into B-list Godzilla yes. movies. Yes. Okay. So I don't actually... It's so strange because, like, for me, I only started, like, learning about Godzilla, like, within the month or something, but I just realized that it's, like, really crazy and cool. I think, like, the reason is because, like, about a month ago is when Godzilla vs. Kong came out, and I was, like, kind of, like, kind of following that because, like, I'd watched, like, the previous movie, and that was, like, okay. And I was, like, oh, Godzilla vs. Kong, that seems, like, cool. And then on Twitter, I saw, like, somebody posting, and they're like, oh, you know, I was just watching, like, Shin Godzilla lore videos while I was eating lunch, and now I lost my appetite. And I was like, that sounds great. I want to watch, God like, Shin Godzilla <laughs> lore videos. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll totally, like, watch that. And so that's, like, kind of how it started, because it was like, oh, like, Shin Godzilla is, like, really scary and creepy and, like, I don't know. Then it was like, there's a lot of lore, and there's, like, lots of, like, hour-long videos. Like, I just saw, like, in my YouTube recommended, suddenly, like, I watched that one, which was, like, 10 minutes long. And it was like, anyways, here's this three-hour-long YouTube video you can listen to all about Godzilla. And I was like, all right, here we go. And now it's like, I'm probably, like, I don't even want to know how many hours into, like, YouTube deep dives <laughs> on this, but that's how I got started, anyway, so. That's what we're all about here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The big deep dives into nerdum. So what's the most interesting thing you've learned about Godzilla so far? Oh my god, the most interesting? Hmm. I think, like, the most interesting stuff that I know about Godzilla really does come from, like, 
the production of the original movie. There's like so many little things in that. But I guess like just to start off and give like a little bit more context about Godzilla, the first movie came out in 1954. Um, oh. And just to give like some context around like the culture and like political climate of Japan around that time, um, Hiroshima Nagasaki was in 1945. So not that long ago, relative to when that Godzilla movie came out. Um, Japan had just finished being occupied by the U.S., which was, like, 1952, and then there was, like, the hydrogen bomb test by the United States, like, just off the coast of Japan, which, like, hurt some, like, people who were on a boat, and so everybody's, like, really scared of, like, kind of, kind of scared about the U.S., but, like, really scared about, like, nuclear weapons and, like, their effects on people, um, so then the production team was kind of like really like feeding off of that energy like oh my god everybody's like really scared we should like make like a movie that kind of like captures the horror that everybody feels and relates to right now and so they mm-hmm. kind of like conceived Godzilla as this monster which was supposed to represent like the horrors of like I guess yeah. nuclear weapons which is I, really I cool. believe I yeah I heard that as like the the destruction it causes within the city as like a metaphor for yeah exactly the, the and, and it's so interesting how like in western media you have nuclear powers that give birth to superheroes and then in <laughs> yes. Japan it gives birth to scary monsters like hmm interesting yeah. <laughs> It's it's crazy that, like, I don't know, it must have been, like, kind of cathartic for Japan at that time to, like, watch a movie that, like, represented the fears that they could all relate to. And, like, and like Rogan said, like, yeah, like, Godzilla was supposed to cause the destruction that exactly mirrored, like, all of the destruction seen from, like, the nuclear weapons and everything. Like, and he really was, like, the embodiment of, like, the horrors of that. Like, it's actually funny because, like, um, something I didn't know when I started, and something you guys probably don't know either, is that, like, the um, Godzilla, you know how he kind of, like, looks like he's all scaly and he has like textures on his skin the textures on his skin actually originally were supposed to mimic um the scarring that was seen from people who had radiation burns and stuff from the actual oh, bombs like yeah yeah so like he was actually supposed to look scarred and mangled he was like his origin story is like kind of like he was this like deep sea creature who was like i guess mutated from the hydrogen bomb testing by the u.s and became like this mutant creature with all these scars and his family was all murdered and now he's just sad and upset and he's like going to destroy japan because he's like unleashing his anger out on humanity about about that so it's just like it's like really sad and like the first movie is like i don't know i don't know if you guys have like seen attack on titan but maybe somebody who's listening to this has but like the tone of that movie is supposed to feel like Attack on Titan, basically. Like, that's how Attack on Titan feels. It's, like, just, like, this hopelessness. Like, the first season, anyways, of Attack on Titan. I don't know about the subsequent seasons. But just, like, the hopelessness of, like, we don't know what this creature is or how to destroy it, and we can't stop it. It's just, like, awful. Yeah, I don't know. It was, like, it's, like, really cool, actually. Well, and really sad, but it's really cool. And we've definitely, definitely seen Attack on Titan. I have not seen Godzilla, though, but now, you know, tonight, I think I might watch it. <laughs> I think you definitely should. I'm definitely going to watch it tonight after this, which is, like, definitely not timely because <laughs> I'm recording this. But, yeah. I think, like, oh, so let's, like, talk a little bit. Sorry. Let me talk a little bit about, like, how <laughs> this became, like, this whole thing and, like, the cool parts about this. So I haven't even touched on, like, some of the cool facts, but. Um, yes. We kind of, like, well, when I think of, like, Japanese, like, monster movies, I'm like, wow, monster movies are, like, so cool. There's, like, all these guys in, like, suits, and that's, like, a whole thing. They're just, like, these guys dressed up in suits, like, punching each other, and that's, like, so fun. But actually, Godzilla was the very, very first, I think, um, movie in Japan where they actually had 
a suit and a guy running around in it. That was like completely new. Um, mm-hmm. And the funny thing what about did you do that before that, before that, I think like they just. I think they did stop motion, but with Godzilla, what they did was they literally, I think they literally had like a year to like do all the production on the movie. And they were like, if we did stop motion for this, which they really wanted to because they liked King Kong, um, they were like, if we did stop motion, then I think it would take about, oh, I don't know, like seven years to do this movie. And they're like, yeah, we definitely don't have seven years to make this movie. So they're like, so how could we do this faster? And then somebody was like, well, what if we put it, what, what if we made like a Godzilla suit? And they're like, oh, I guess we could do that. So they went ahead and gave that a shot. So it was oh, very, man. very, very, very first time making like a suit for this. And then that was like the inspiration for so many things like Power Rangers yeah. and, and all that stuff that came out of like Japan and like, uh like sort of children's uh like uh american media and yeah and stuff. it's kind of crazy that it kind of like all came down to like it was all inspired because of budget constraints and like time <laughs> constraints <laughs> it's super funny okay my very very favorite fact about godzilla and the godzilla suit because the suit is like a big big deal is like the very first time they made the suit it was so it was their very first time making the suit so it was so stiff that they couldn't even move it so they like wasted all this material that they like couldn't even like if the guy was in there he couldn't move because it was made of like literal like i don't know like ready mix concrete and stuff like that so like which was really cheap at the time like i guess um and then the suit that they actually ended up using that one weighed a lot do you guys want to guess how much that suit weighed oh my god was it 300 pounds it was 220 pounds. Oh my god. <laughs> it was insane. So like that's so it's, heavy. It's actually so heavy. So like the you thing about, to, like like I, I I can't lift that much weight. Like nobody the wants guy, to weigh that. The guy in there must have been jacked. It was actually jacked. So the funny thing was like the context around that was like there was I think at the time when they were trying to film like the very first Godzilla movie there was like two actors who were like we both really want to be Godzilla and they were kind of like doing I don't know this almost like rom-com thing where they're like no I want to be Godzilla no I want to be Godzilla <laughs> competing and trying to like swoon the production team with like I guess their prowess at lifting heavy stuff but when the suit actually was made it was so heavy they realized wait a second we should just team up and like we could just sub out for each other because this thing is weighs two hundred pounds and apparently <laughs> it was like sixty g- degrees Celsius inside the suit, so it was just like oh. ridiculously like taxing. Apparently, like back then, they could only stand to be within the suit for like three minutes at a time before like Whoa. they would literally like they like it was so it was just so unbearable and uncomfortable. Not to mention like heavy and it's like Japan back in 1954. I don't know if they had like air conditioning or if they're filming in the summer or anything like that because that would just be a disaster. So yeah, that's like that's so crazy. So when you look back at the movie and Chelsea, if you watch this movie tonight and you're like, haha, it's a guy in a suit. He looks so stupid. And it's like, no, he was working so hard. He, he was, was like, dying. He's like Superman. Yeah, he's and he's like working so hard. There's like two different guys and like. They had, like, this little dilemma about, like, oh, we're working so hard to, like, be Godzilla, like, the pivotal part of, like, this movie. And, like, their faces weren't even known. Like, they couldn't even be seen. And the weirder part is, like, um, the, the production studio was actually so embarrassed that their movie was, like, with a guy in a suit in it. 
that they like didn't even admit that it was actually a suit actor inside a suit for 10 years after the movie came out they were like <laughs> i was gonna ask you about that like did they at least get credits in the credits i don't even like i it sounds like no but i don't actually know like obviously that guy like the guys who played this like godzilla became like much more well known and like well loved after but i don't think at the time that it was very like well known in fact like during the promo material for the movie they like tried so so hard not to show godzilla at all until like the movie was actually released because they were so scared that like people were not going to take it seriously that they're going to be like oh no it's just a guy in a suit and the monster looks really dumb it looks like something for kids but obviously like with the context of what godzilla was supposed to be it was not supposed to be for kids it's supposed to be very serious and it was supposed to be targeted towards like the adult population so they didn't want people to just be like oh this movie looks stupid and it's just a guy in a suit running around kicking over buildings and stuff like, i don't want to see that like <laughs> I, I, I can't believe how scared they were of like the public's reaction that they wouldn't even be like look we have this cool new technology like i feel like there might have been like a better way that they could have marketed it, but they were just like nope yeah no credit that I sounds like literal sad. hell like being in a, a 200 pound <laughs> encased 60 degree suit like if if there's a hell that would be it for me yes no. I'm I'm guessing that probably helped sort of the the visual though of it as well because like uh, especially like a huge lumbering beast like yeah. that weight would put a little weight into all their movements where like today if anybody wants to make something really big and like film it or something yeah. like they have to like shoot it at a different frame rate and slow it down and like map movements and stuff and and i'm betting all of that weight on like the arms and legs and stuff really helped it actually look like a giant monster like oh yeah the city i'm sure <laughs> that it, it did contribute to it but i'm sure that the suit actors would have been like you know it'd be nice if it weighed 100 pounds less you know <laughs> yes. it'd be nice it would be nice but it's actually funny because like yeah they, like, they took a lot of thought into like actually making the monsters look like as realistic as they could um like, I know that some of the suit actors would actually, one of them would go to the zoo and, like, study animal movements to try and, like, get inspiration for how the monster would actually look when they're moving. Because wow. they're like, we don't even know what this monster looks like. We just made it up. Actually, as a random aside here, the original Godzilla monster was supposed to be an octopus. He's not an octopus. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. But that was, like, I don't know. That was, like, the original guy's, like, idea. He was, like, I really want to make a movie where there's like this octopus that like attacks Japan. I think that like he was maybe there's an octopus monster like later in one of the films or something like that, but it was not Godzilla and we're glad that it wasn't Godzilla. So mm -hmm. <laughs> he wouldn't be very memorable. But actually Godzilla himself was like inspired based on this like old drawing of like this iguanodon, which is like the funniest thing in my life because like iguanodons actually don't look anything like Godzilla when you look at like scientific drawings now. But it's just like the funniest thing in the world because like when I was looking this up, then I like looked up like iguanodons and I saw this like picture on Twitter, which was like the funniest thing in my entire life because it was just like so random. But like, it was just this tweet that said, I've never admitted this to anyone before, but I hate iguanodon. People think it's so cool because it's doing thumbs up. No, iguanodon is fucking lame. <laughs> he is giving a thumbs up. He is I doing a thumbs up. Okay, I looked up a picture of an iguanodon, and it is a dinosaur-looking reptile that looks like he's giving, like, the hang-loose sign, but with his three fingers in the middle. Like, what's what's he giving a thumbs up about? I don't know, Who is but he's he? fucking lame. 
<laughs> I will. I'll post this picture on our Instagram when I post the episode, so y'all can see what an iguanodon looks like. Yes. I was. I was gonna say if the if the original Godzilla was supposed to be an octopus, then what is Godzilla? Like I don't an iguanodon, like a lizard. Like what is he? Yeah, actually, they base his shape and everything roughly off of the iguanodon figure. But they really. This is like why it's really funny to me in like the modern movies and like when I guess my when i didn't know about godzilla and i was like what even is he and like he's just like this gigantic t-rex guy actually they wanted real they really really wanted to make sure that godzilla wasn't just like a dinosaur or like a lizard so he's actually just a straight-up monster and he has little he has little ears like little mammal ears on his head and everything and i like think that that's like the cutest thing in the entire world It's so cute, but some designs don't have that. But they were like, "How can we make sure that people know that he's not a dinosaur?" Yeah, and now like ears, (laughs) exactly. And then I don't know if you guys know like that Godzilla movie. It was like I don't know the actors in it, but people were like, you know, it's the Godzilla movie with this actor in it. I don't know who that is, but it it came out in 1998. Oh yes, Um, yes, you know that one. Yeah, with Matthew Broderick. Yes, uh, that guy, (laughs) Jean Renault. Yes, yes, that's exactly the movie and how people describe <laughs> it. I'm just like Godzilla 1998. Let me just talk about this one for like uh, like because we're talking about like Godzilla not being a giant lizard slash dinosaur. In that movie, he is definitely <laughs> yeah. just a giant lizard slash dinosaur. Yes, and it's like really silly. The the context about that movie that I know of is like, um, I think like the American studios really tried really hard to get like the rights to Godzilla and they finally after a long time got the rights made that movie and then Toho Studios which is like the actual creator of Godzilla hated that movie so much they were like oh my god they like hated like the way that Godzilla looked and like it didn't really have anything to do with Godzilla like it was just like some random lizard guy who's like stomping around and like this isn't like the spirit of Godzilla at all but the funny part about that is like in one of their subsequent films they like renamed that Godzilla to just Zilla, and then they like had Godzilla kill it off in a film. (laughs) (laughs) We hate this monster. Anyways, Godzilla's just gonna kill it off now. And it was like that is like the funniest thing to me that they did that. I love that. That is a very 90s thing though. Yeah. Like to make a movie adaptation and it just be like completely different from any source material. This is super super funny but yeah i think like it's interesting too because like um godzilla it became popular in the states because of like the way that i guess like the international releases they had like these like really awful american dubs of the movies because back then <laughs> it's strange to think about it now but back then nobody wanted to read subtitles <laughs> so it's like freaking... now we're like oh i know how to speak this language and i understand it but i still want to watch subtitles with it because god only knows what's gonna happen I, I i just i'm gonna derail this conversation for a second because yes. i really need to complain about this but yes. i can't read subtitles right now because of my double vision like oh. in the words so i have to watch the dub versions of things <laughs> oh, no bad. no Cool. I'm so oh, that's right. You were time. saying that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's terrible. So if if I, if I watch the Godzilla movie tonight, it will be dubbed, and I'm hoping <laughs> that there might be a better version. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so for your sake too. But the funny thing about the dubs, especially with the oldest one, was because 
the U.S. like had this weird relationship with Japan coming off like just occupying them and everything. They like censored a whole bunch of stuff out of that movie, like all the context about like Godzilla being like the representation of like nuclear war and nuclear war being a bad thing and weapons oh, no. of mass destruction. So they're like, oh no, that these things are okay, and we we want our American audiences to agree that yes, it's fine that we did this, and we shouldn't feel bad about that, and that's all good and fine and dandy. And like one of the themes in like the original movie. Now I'm just spoiling everything for you, Chelsea. I'm so sorry. I already, <laughs> okay. I already spoiled everything for myself too. But like at the end of the movie, maybe I should back up a little thing. So in the movie, there's like um, obviously Godzilla's there, but there's like three main human characters in the movie, and one of them is like this scientist guy. And, like, he, he's, like, specializing in, like, developing weapons and stuff. So, like, as they're, like, watching Godzilla destroy Japan and, like, he's watching the military's attempts to kill Godzilla and seeing how ineffective they are, he's, like, developing his new weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer. And he, like, realizes at a certain point during the movie that, wait a second, this Oxygen Destroyer that I'm making, it's, like, such a horrible weapon and is so destructive that I think this could even kill Godzilla, which would be crazy. And, like, obviously that would be, like, really good because obviously they need to kill Godzilla, probably. But he has this moral dilemma because he's like, well, if I make it known to the military and the world that I made this horrible new weapon, which is even worse than, like, nuclear and atomic bombs, then that has terrible implications because obviously that means that we're going to use this to kill real people and he doesn't want to subject people to that so now he's like faced with this like moral dilemma like maybe should i like wait it out or should i like try to let like let the military figure it out and let more people die or should like i let people know that i have this oxygen destroyer weapon and we can try to kill godzilla with it and risk like hurting other people or just get like getting attacked or like retaliation or anything like that and so at the end of the movie, spoilers, <laughs> at the end of the movie, he's like, I have to do something about this. Like, I know that I have this weapon and I can't just like Godzilla kill everybody. Um, so what he does is he like dives deep into the ocean where Godzilla is like resting for right now. And he like uses the oxygen destroyer underwater um, and he kills himself in the process because he's like, okay, I can kill Godzilla this way and I'll die and nobody will know how to make this weapon, but everybody will be safe. And so he does that and then Godzilla dies and they're like, wow, this is, is great. Godzilla a neo-tragedy? <laughs> it's very, it's like sad. It's not like a yay, happy ending. It's like a very tragic ending. So, okay, what I was saying about this was in the American version, <laughs> they censored this out like a lot they're like oh we don't want to have this like whole moral dilemma about using these really strong weapons which could kill people which we may or may not have used to kill people previously <laughs> so they were just like they made they changed like that guy's dilemma to being like oh i made this weapon but i don't want it to like fall into the wrong hands and then i don't even know if like he actually ends up like killing himself in like the american cut of that movie and then oh the movie ends more on like a happy tone like yay so it's like very different so yeah like i don't know art imitates life but then is censored a lot yes which i think is like really strange so they, they did this a lot i think like i don't know they had like something against like i guess heroic sacrificial deaths in godzilla movies i know that there was one in like i don't know if it was either the sequel i think it might have been the sequel 
Yeah. Where, like, somebody, like, sacrifices themselves to, like, I don't know, give the army a better chance at, like, fighting Godzilla. And they also censored that part out, because they're like, no, we don't want there to be any heroes in this movie. (laughs) I don't know what they were going for. Man, I don't get America's problem with, like, they put on a, 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 like, a a big show, a big kerfuffle about, like, freedom of speech and everything, and then they are, like, one of the most censoring media titans in the like entire world yeah and it's like so funny that like i don't know that they were so i don't know i think it's funny that they were so gung-ho about like censoring these movies too because it's like i don't know like what did they think was gonna happen oh no maybe like our people are gonna have some humanity about what happened and be less patriotic or something or i don't know which happened anyway yes which happened (laughs) anyway and now we all understand that so it's just like well okay good one now i guess those guys they kind of like look like bad guys in history now at least in like the godzilla history so mm-hmm. i think it's super funny oh okay so in that movie i just described the scene where um that guy like goes in to the water into the ocean to go and like kill godzilla with the oxygen destroyer for that yeah. scene they like when they were filming it it was actually like this the actor actually was wearing a real diving suit and like going into this huge tank of water to film that scene like actually like underwater yeah, they actually like filmed it underwater and had like the actor like go in a diving suit in underwater. In 1954? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. And so, <laughs> you know, just like, oh my god, like he, when they were actually filming that the first time, they found out, he found out actually that his oxygen line <laughs> was actually um, defective. So they like put him underwater in this diving suit and he's like, holy shit, I can't breathe. And then he's like tugging on his lifeline because he's like, I can't freaking breathe and I can't get out of here. And the rest of the crew is just like, hey, let's go get sandwiches or something. I don't know what they're doing. But he, they didn't actually notice that he needed help until he passed out and his body like floated to the top of the water. And they're like, oh shit, what happened? And they like got him. And then he woke up and he was like really mad, which obviously you should be. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm supposed to die in the movie, not in real life. Yeah, like, oh my God. Like, I don't know. There's like so many hazards to creating this movie. Like another thing was like, um, Back to the suits was like because they're so heavy and they're so hot like and they could only wear them for about three minutes at a time which i don't know how they like coordinated takes and everything it's really impressive that they made this because i'm sure it doesn't look like godzilla's only on the screen for like three minutes at a time unless he is in which case i respect that obviously (laughs) when i watch it tonight i'll time it and let you know yes and i'll watch it too but um for that like if the suit actors tried to, like, stick it out, like, a little bit, like, one of them actually, like, legitimately passed out and, like, fell on set wearing the 220-pound suit and just, like, I don't know if he, like, concussed himself, but, like, there's, like, this whole thing about, like, all the really intricately made little miniature, like, cities and, like, towns that they had. Obviously, that's, like, pretty well understood from the Godzilla films. And, like, obviously, because they had budgeting constraints, they could only make, like, one of each building and so it's, like, a big deal if, like, that guy passed out, which is not his fault. He passed out and, like, fell onto the set and, like, destroyed a bunch of the buildings accidentally because they can't remake Whoops. buildings. So it's just, like, like I don't know. The pressure of this movie is just, like, ridiculous. So, like, not mm-hmm. only, like, he's, like, trying to endure, like, I guess, like, the stress of wearing the suit. But then every time that they're filming, like, a destruction sequence, like, 
he has to be trying really hard to do everything right because he only has one chance to do it and he's like sweating he can't like breathe and all sorts of stuff and like i don't know all like the people who made the miniatures are like oh god like i don't want to have to do this again and i can't believe that i put all this work into this <laughs> just to watch it get destroyed and like there's like um interviews where the student actors are talking about like oh yeah like sometimes i'd like try to destroy these things but maybe like I don't know, like the tail wouldn't move the right way or the camera angle was off or like I couldn't see anything because I couldn't see anything in the suit because it's like, I don't know, nobody knew how to make these suits back then. <laughs> and like, maybe I'm like walking the wrong way or I'm doing something weird. It was just like, this is like a horror experience, honestly. So respect That sounds guys. horrible. It was horrible. So they should have hired just... Rogan to make all the miniatures though. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. If you could like stomach watching all the things that you spent like, hours on just like casually getting destroyed within seconds like i spent 30 hours on that and now it's gone just like oh, that. that would hurt my soul yeah it would be so cool to make like movie prop miniatures yeah it's like a whole like, art landscapes and stuff and yeah well you should watch the movie too then because like back then <laughs> they made like crazy intricate ones and like i think one of the one of the things that i thought was like the coolest about um, the special effects back then, because obviously the special effects were pretty old, 1954, is like in one scene, I think they have, they made these little, um, these power lines uh, for Godzilla and they're made of like some sort of like wax or something. And in, in the movie, Godzilla uses like his atomic breath, which is like his famous attack move now, which by the way, mm -hmm. atomic breath was supposed to just be like a straight up like blast of radiation and all the people who like saw that would get radiation sickness. And it was just like, yeah, like, I don't know, anyways. But anyways, in the movie, he uses like his atomic breath on like these power lines and like the structures there. And like, they actually like had the shot of Godzilla like breathing onto it. And because they were made of, of wax or something like that, they actually like had like a hair dryer at the same time that he's breathing on it. And they like used the heat to like melt it so that it looked like it was melting. And it's like really awesome and like cool that they had all these ways to like do these things. It would be really, so really cool, cool to watch. I don't know. Like that was really cool. And then like, oh, another thing. I'm just like, I just love that. So I'm sorry. I love it. <laughs> but another thing that's really cool, and maybe you guys would really appreciate this, was that um, Godzilla's roar is like really iconic and everything. And they had this really cool soundtrack to go with the movie. And actually what I learned was they recorded the roars at the same time as they were recording the soundtrack. So like as they're doing, like as the orchestra's playing, then they would just like have like a guy like playing the Godzilla roar at the same time and they like did what? all the audio like that that seems like ridiculous to me because it mm -hmm. seems like obviously you do that in post but no they like yeah. actually, I don't know how many takes you do that or like how you even get like the timings right for that stuff like right? just, that sounds like crazy to me well but I guess a lot of the times movie scoring like when you have like live orchestra and stuff it like they the conductor is maneuvering the orchestra while watching the film on the screen so he can get true? like story beats so it might actually be simpler than than you think to uh like actually record it into that if everybody's watching that and he just like directs the person to like that's when i the guess if you play the roar like an instrument yeah and i think <laughs> it was an instrument if i'm remembering correctly it was like a big string instrument that they had like some sort of like we i don't know like imagine like a bass or something and they like did something to the strings on like i guess it's the bow right i don't know anything about instruments i am so sorry i am a godzilla uh, amateur expert i don't know anything about instruments 
But you have the stick for one of these string instruments, and you put like put some sort of weird coating on it, and like that's the Godzilla roar in like the original. That's how they did it. Like that. Yeah, that's cool. And then they, they've like reused that for like all the movies except the most recent ones. That's like really fun and cool. What do they do in the most recent do. ones? Is it like? We it's should like do a guy. whole uh, episode on like folly work. What's that? Like uh, it, how they make yeah sound oh, effects yes. for movies and stuff. Like that would be oh. super cool. You should use that as an example. Maybe you guys could try <laughs> to recreate the Godzilla roar in real time. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I don't know, but yeah, like that stuff is that stuff is crazy to me. So there's like obviously like a lot of care and like love that went into these movies. And I just think that that's really precious, obviously, because I'm too excited about it. <laughs> I love how just excited and passionate you're about this. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. And keep in mind that this movie that I'm talking the most about, which I think is like the coolest one, just in terms of all the history, that's the one I haven't seen. Like, I tried watching like a couple other Godzilla movies. What I've watched, like, I watched like um, Godzilla vs. Kong. I watched like Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is on Netflix. I, like, tried to watch Godzilla, like, from 2014 on Netflix yesterday, but I, like, took, like, I don't know, like, eight hours because I kept, like, pausing the movie and, like, going and doing no. something else. <laughs> <laughs> and That's then, how I consume all of my content, too. It's the best way. You could just do whatever you want. You can't do that in a theater. Um, no. Nope. Oh, and then the ones that I tried to watch, I have a favorite suit, so now I can, like, call myself sort of a Godzilla fan because I have a favorite Godzilla suit. And <laughs> okay. my favorite is, is the one from... Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla, which is from 2002. It's called like I don't know, like Kyu Goji or something. They have like cute little nicknames for all the suits. They called like the original Godzilla suit just Goji, which I think is cute. And I didn't even say this. I can't believe I forgot this part. Okay, the name Godzilla came from the Japanese name, which was Gojira, and the name Gojira itself is like a combination of two words in Japanese: Kujira, which is whale, and I guess gorilla so it's gojira which is like super funny which is like gorilla whale in japanese but the fun another fun fact about this which is like i guess only i would know this is <laughs> there's a restaurant in calgary called gorilla whale Ooh. after godzilla <laughs> yes i think I it think has to be related to godzilla because obviously i mean gorilla whale is kujira but I definitely recommend going there. I know that they like have like, I don't know, like the Kong burger and stuff there. So like, I obviously <laughs> ha I haven't gone because it's COVID, but that's like really cool. And I love that they have that. And I'll be like there and I'll be like, oh, I like Godzilla. And I'll be eating their food and it would just be really weird. And maybe if I asked like a server, like, oh, I'd be like a weirdo if I was like, oh, you know, I like Godzilla. And they'd be like, cool. <laughs> or like, maybe you know it's because like Gojira, right? or maybe i don't know but it's probably just a server they're like i just want to go and help this other table dude sorry i'm glad that you like godzilla and i feel like this. <laughs> <laughs> so yes the server's like the simpsons meme into the bushes yes it'd, it'd be exactly <laughs> like that but then i would also do that at the same time we will just disappear <laughs> but anyways yes the original suit's like called goji i think which they made fun of because like it was just i don't know they had like cute nicknames for it and all the fans 
the like Godzilla fans came up with like cute little goji nicknames for all the subsequent Godzilla suits, which is fun. Oh. I think I just really love that. So yes, my very very favorite suit is like Kiryu Goji, which is from uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, which was I a bad movie by the way. I thought that maybe it was gonna be good. I was really okay. Maybe somebody's gonna be really upset that I said this, but I didn't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like Godzilla as like a franchise and like the ideas of it and just like the love and artistry that went into it. But the movies themselves, not for me, because yes, I just I don't know. It's just the pacing is really weird. And it's just kind of strange. But yeah, I don't know. It's really I funny, up, actually. A picture of your favorite Godzilla suit, and I will share this on the Instagram as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? It's no, very it's a, that's a different one, I think. That's a different one. Yeah. I see if I can that one that one's like that one's like probably Godzilla from like 1970. But this one is like Godzilla from like 2002, if you look up. I guess oh, if you 2002. Look up, like, yeah, you'll see a bunch of, uh, if, if when I looked it up, this is probably because of ads, but when I looked it up, I just see, yes, I love that one. See, mine, okay. when I search that up in Google right now, then I just see a whole bunch of Godzilla 2002 figures because I ordered one online <laughs> impulsively recently. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I really like that one. I like this one the best because he looks like really feral and he like kind of looks I don't know. I like that he still has his little ears and he has these cool, mm. mean-looking eyes and he kind of reminds me of a dog. I like dogs. So. He has so many he teeth. Really, he has so many teeth. And his like, like neck the, is really cool. The spines on his back are really cool, too. Yeah. He's, like, super, super cool. But I think, like, in terms of the suits, um, the most... Well, I feel like the one of the most iconic suits for Godzilla would be, like, Godzilla from the Heisei era. I don't know how, how to spell it. But in that one, yeah, like the Heisei era is like kind of, it was between 1984 and 1995. And it's kind of like when Godzilla got like this reboot from the original series. And let me back up because I know that I didn't like talking about <laughs> Godzilla as a series at all yet. So anyways, back when they first made Godzilla. So they first made like 1954 Godzilla, which was like the scary movie. And it was like actually like a legitimate horror movie directed towards adults. Um, they then released like a sequel, which is like Godzilla Raids Again, um, which was still kind of serious, but kind of they like introduced their very first like new monster for Godzilla to punch, which was Anguirus, who went on to become Godzilla's best friend in the movies, which I really love. Um, <laughs> and then the third movie uh, in the rival franchise. Rival turned friend. Yeah, it's so cute. There's like this really sad part <laughs> in another movie where like um, Anguirus's best friend like gets like tricked by this monster who disguises himself as Godzilla and he like goes up to Anguirus and Anguirus is like oh it's my friend Godzilla I'm so happy to see you and then that monster like breaks his jaw and there's like all this blood and it was like no he thought his best friend just beat the beat him up again it's like so mean anyways that makes me really sad <laughs> whoa yeah so it, it's very interesting there's lots of different things that happen in these movies um and then the third movie was Godzilla versus King Kong um, and then from basically onwards from Godzilla versus King Kong to like, I guess, the movies that were made in 1984, which is like the new era of Godzilla films, um, up until that point was like, Godzilla is like this children's 
superhero movie franchise kind of thing where it's like oh godzilla and like which big monster is he gonna beat up today and he like progressively got sillier and sillier and it just got weirder there was like aliens who like bring monsters from outer space to come fight godzilla and stuff like that it just got like really over the top and there's like a lot of like comically silly moments in those films like I think I sent like Chelsea like Godzilla out of context and there's like all sorts of weird clips from that. But, I like sent that clip to Rogan too. <laughs> okay, perfect. So you guys have an idea of like some of the weird antics that are going on. But there's like this one moment in oh my god. Oh, I think it's Invasion of the Astro Monster. Um in that movie, Godzilla fights his arch nemesis king Ghidorah for the very first time king Ghidorah is like this gigantic like golden three-headed dragon who like comes from space because the aliens employ him to go and like i don't know beat up earth or something and then like godzilla fights him and at the end of the movie or something like that spoilers alert but i mean this movie <laughs> it's pretty obvious how this is gonna go <laughs> but like at the end of that movie godzilla like does this like ridiculous dance where he like jumps high into the air and he's like flailing his arms around and making a silly noise and like i think like the original, like, the original producer for Godzilla and, like, creator of Godzilla was, like, still helping with these movies. And when he saw that, he was like, oh, my God. I can't believe you did this. You've definitely ruined Godzilla forever. And there's, like, all this... There's there's so much, like, drama. It's just, like, in some of these scenes, like, people are like, you literally ruined Godzilla. Godzilla would never do this. I can't believe that this is actually happening. Because <laughs> in the beginning, he was in a 200-pound suit, so there would have been no way for him to do that. But now, yes. you know... It's possible. Why not? Why not yeah. have him jump and flail and sing a song? Oh yes, God. and in hindsight, those scenes, even though they're really silly and funny, I think the suits still weighed like like 80 pounds or something. So it's still not light. So how the hell are these people jumping so high into the air? I have no idea. That is that is next level athleticism. <laughs> those people are like training on the moon or something. I have no Roll idea. Roll a nat 20 on your athletics check. Yeah, I don't know. It's actually crazy. But anyways, so like, there's that whole like, I think this is called the Showa period is like the original Godzilla. And then the series of movies where Godzilla just like, fights many monsters, almost like Avengers, where a whole bunch of monsters from different like monster franchises all come together in like a monster movie. And they're like, duke it out or something like that and then in the heisei era which is like the next period of godzilla movies they were like wait a second godzilla's like diverged so far from being this movie about like this scary monster like hurting people to just being like this guy who just punches other monsters in the face and like kicks them <laughs> and stuff so they're like wait a second wait a second wait a second um scratch all that stuff all that stuff that happened after godzilla 1954 we're just gonna forget that that didn't happen and they like rebooted the entire series they're like what? No, no, no. now we're making this new movie and it is a direct sequel to the 1954 film. And that's like the start of the Heisei era, which I think is like very well celebrated in like the fandom, the Godzilla fandom, because like those movies are actually like, I think they're supposed to actually be good and take that with a grain of salt because <laughs> I've watched some movies which are supposed to be actually good. And I was like, it's okay, I guess. I it is an this. 80s thing. It is an 80s, 90s yes. thing. So that's understandable. yes like i i like that somebody made this i don't have to really like cherish this in my heart right now but those those movies are supposed to be like really well celebrated in the franchise and like that suit is supposed to be like really good because the like to go back to like the the image that you showed me before chelsea where he's like got these big eyes he has like a son and stuff he's supposed to be like very kid friendly and like kind of look like cute and like personable but then in the heisei one not the mama 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he, in the Heisei ones, he's supposed to, like, actually look kind of, like, scary again. They give him, like, scary eyebrows, and they give him his cute little ears, and he's got, like, red eyes. He looks, I don't know. I want to watch those movies next, and I will get back to you on whether or not those are actually good, but just, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Those like, are supposed to be good. I, I was looking at some of the pictures in, like, out of context clips of Godzilla you sent me, and some of them, he looks, like, kind of cute and cuddly and, yeah. like, a fun monster friend that I would yes. be friends with and in others he looks terrifying and horrifying and yes. like a not fun monster friend that I would never want to be friends with so yes there's like such a wide diversity of Godzillas and I thought until uh a couple weeks ago when you started telling me about Godzilla <laughs> that there was only one Godzilla so yeah exactly there's like so many and that's why it's kind of fun too that's why people really like all those suits and everything because there's, there's all these like history and stories behind each suit because they basically had to make a new one for each movie so it's just like really interesting i think it's really cool honestly i wonder how much one of those suits costs like a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot i think one even got stolen off a set and was never found which I don't know how they did that because they're still like 200 pounds. This so, went on yeah. break. And <laughs> yeah, like somebody just came up and like got their tow truck and picked this thing up and left. Like, what? <laughs> Who's going to do I never that? found. Yes. Oh, well, on that note, thank you so much for for coming on our podcast cast today, Natalie. You're and welcome. And talking about everybody's best friend, Godzilla. Yes, and Anchorus. If you don't remember him, it's important. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah it's that's... absolutely fantastic to have you on. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's like, a, I'm sure there's like a hundred more things you could tell us about Godzilla. And if is. you want to do like a part two, that would be <laughs> fantastic. Would be I'd be down. I'll watch more movies and then get back to you. <laughs> this was do a part two. <laughs> this was an absolute blast. So, well, I'm really um, glad I had so much fun too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yes. no worries. That's another one for the archives. There we go! That's a wrap! <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Arcana Archives, an exploration into nerddom. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics or guests, please reach out to us at arcanacollective.archives at gmail.com. Or follow us on Facebook or Instagram with the username at Arcana Archives. Hope to see you again! 